0: Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at PJORDANSEC. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Welcome to Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is
1: your daily look at sports in the Wiregrass and the Southeast. Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend producer Philip Jordan breaks the news, covers the games, and talks to experts in the Wiregrass and Southeast.
0: And now, Philip Jordan. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Wiregrass Daily News Sports. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, and studio host and producer of Dustin Football, 93.9, the legend and Auburn writer for last word on college football. It is Monday, so you guys know what we're going to do today. We are going to jump in and talk about all the week nine high school football action here in the Wiregrass. A lot of playoff scenarios on the line, positioning on the line, a lot of cool stuff. And we're going into week 10. So there will be some teams this weekend that do not play region games, they're out of region play, they're playing non-region, or they're off going into the playoffs or the end of the season. And then some teams are in region play. 1A is still in region play. 7A, region two, they are still in region play. So we're going to go over all of that with you on today's show. And then the rest of the week, uh, we will jump into the college football stuff, uh, as I know you guys enjoy too as well. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into it. 7A, Region 2 is where we're going to kick things off here on today's show. All right, as I said, we're going to kick things off with 7A Region 2. We're going to start off with the game you would have heard on 96.9 The Legend on Friday night where the Dutton Wolves held on late to beat the Opelika Bulldogs 38-34. to Dothan got off to a 10-0 lead in this one to Marion Peterson very early in the game. First possession within the first minute of the game. Had a 67-yard touchdown run, and then late in the first quarter, Wesley Farmer kicked a field goal, short field goal, put Dothan up 10 to zero. So Dothan had a lot of momentum. You're on the road, you take the crowd out of it, you really kind of give that shock factor to Opelika. But then in the second quarter, Opelika with a 96-yard kickoff return touchdown by Jamari Miller to make it 10-7. Then they had another touchdown to make it 14 to 10. So Opelika went into halftime with a 14 to 10 lead. They were getting the ball coming out to start the second half, but the Dothan Wolves come up with a big defensive play, defensive stop. Then later on, Peterson would get another touchdown, one yard touchdown, to make it a 16 to 14 lead. Dothan failed on a two point attempt there, and then Jaden Barnes later on in the third quarter, toward the end, with 123 left in the third, put Dothan up 23 to 14 with a 28 yard touchdown run. And in the fourth quarter. Peterson scored a 10-yard touchdown run and got the two-point conversion. Dothan was up 31-14 to with eight twelve left in the game. So, yeah, at this point, you're probably thinking, all right, Dothan's got a pretty comfortable lead. But, hey, look, Opalaka came back. They fought back. Uh, they got within 38-34. to There was another touchdown for Dothan in there. Peterson, once again, another one-yard touchdown run. But they were able to hold on. They were secure on the second onside kick. Opalaka got one, but they weren't successful on two as they needed to be. And Dutton clinches a playoff spot with a 38 to 34 win over Opalaka. AJ Alexander led the way on the ground with 244 yards rushing. Peterson had 139, and Barnes had 42. But that's just me giving you a summary of what happened on the game. Let's hear from the guys who called the game during the postgame show on the uh, football broadcast from Friday night on 96.9 The
2: Legends. It's Dothan High School Wolves football on your home for great country legends. 96.9 The Legend. Time now for the Dothan Wolves postgame show. Back to the stadium for the postgame wrap-up with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert on 96.9 The Legends. Welcome back to Bulldog Stadium, Opelika High School. Dothan's victory tonight 38-14 to over the Opelika Bulldogs. And Ken, a must win for any kind of playoff potential. And uh tale of two halves have to be in the first half versus the second half. But I tell you what, this Bulldog team was gritty all the way to the end.
1: And that's what we we talked about. They played these kind of games several times this year where it just comes down to the end and uh, the way that they can strike so quick, Jerry. But Yes, tell the two halves, but uh, I tell you what, the late in that fourth quarter, this Opelika team really just came roaring back. And I think you you mentioned you can tell that's something that they work on and that fast paced uh, no huddle offense and just quickly running those plays. And in the way Gagliano can throw the ball around the field, I tell you what, uh, this has been a, a, a very good trip and a very hospitable group up here. But uh, I'm ready to get out of Opelika with the W. Big, uh, big. Running game tonight for the Dothan Wolves. Had A.J. Alexander with 17 carries, 246 yards. To Marion Peterson with 19 carries, 141 yards. Then throw Jaden Barnes in there, seven carries for 43. A big 28-yard touchdown run there. Broadway, two carries for eight yards. So 430 yards, I believe, I had uh, on the ground for the Wolves. We were, looks like, two for eight uh, passing one of those an 11-yard pass to Jalen Corbett uh, catching the one pass. Barnes caught one for no gain. So everything came on the ground tonight. We thought that that would be the case or an opportunity for the Wolves. And I tell you what, uh, well played on, on both sides. And as Coach Kennedy said on the coaches show last night, you hate to see uh, two good football teams and one of them's got to stay home. But I tell you what, Wolves fans, uh, you still have work to do. Now you still got a game next week, and uh, you should you should like your chances in that one based on records. But you never uh, you never want to assume. You still got to practice and come out and play that game. But I would take the win for tonight, and let's celebrate that one.
2: 14 to 10 was your score at halftime in favor of the Bulldogs. They got the ball back. We held them. Got the ball back down uh, due to a kind of a. Uh, a missed catch down to the one yard line Kept them down there In the next two series Dothan picked up several points Took the lead back uh, And then all of a sudden And Gagliano did the Roman Gagliano show uh, On two onside kicks uh, Which uh, we lost one But uh tell you what They played to the bitter end And Ken, you and I talked coming up here about You know, they they came close to beating Auburn Yeah, They came close to beating the Wolves tonight So uh, hats off to Coach Speakman And his team here at Opelika, they played to the bitter end. Their fans stayed to the bitter end, even though sometimes they were down by 14, 16 points. Yeah, you
1: could see how it could change so quickly. I mean, just the the bad snap there we talked about, certainly on special teams, uh, made a difference as well. But then also, uh, you can see how many times that we had uh, possible interceptions that went through our hands, went through our fingers. We saw an onside kick tonight. So, so much... uh, Going on and could turn on a dime. But uh, as for all is said and done here at Bulldog Stadium in Opelika, the Wolves come out winners over Opelika tonight. Great football game. Uh, Yeah, just want to appreciate you guys listening and uh, be sure now on Thursday night of this week that uh, Dothan will host uh,
2: out of Montgomery the uh, Jags from. JAG, yeah, formerly known as um, Jeff Davis. Jeff Davis. So, but that'll <laughs> Jeff- be a six forty-five, a pre-game seven o'clock kick. It'll be Senior Appreciation Night, so we'll be recognized as senior football players, the senior cheerleaders, and the senior band. And can't just hats off. We had a good crowd tonight, but I tell you, when we needed the momentum, we had a lot of cheering from that marching Wolfpack tonight. You could hear them all the way across the field, and I tell you what, that that is definitely an inspiration to our football team. For Ken Lambert, Jerry Coleman, good night from Bulldog Stadium. Stay tuned for the post-game scoreboard report with Philip Jordan back at studio control.
0: All right, and that was from the post-game show after the game on Friday night. So trying to bring that to you here on the show, here on the feed, bringing the post-game show to you guys featuring Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. You guys do a great job every single week on all the action of Dutton Woods football. Looking at the rest of seven eight region two, Enterprise defeated Jag forty one to eight. Auburn defeated Prattville forty eight to zero. Central was off. But Central has already wrapped up the region. So looking at it now, you have Auburn, Enterprise, and Dothan all locked in five and two records in region seven and two records overall uh, this week. On Thursday night, as you heard the guys mention there, Jag will be at Dothan Thursday night. Remember. Set your, set your calendars, not Friday. Be playing on Thursday night. Now, Friday night, some matchups in the region. Central will be at Prattville. That game will not mean anything. Percy Julian will be at Enterprise. Auburn will be at Smith Station. So, have to pay attention to what's going on there. All three teams win. Like we kind of expect them all to do. Then you would have a three-way tie. Then it just comes to your region opponent. Basically, their combined record is basically how you're doing it. Dustin's going to need some help. Uh, from some teams on the way. So it's kind of looking like Dustin's going to be the four-team unless some massive upsets do happen on this weekend, on Thursday and Friday night. We do have some Thursday games going on in the area with some games. Now let's look over to 5A Region 2, just go over some scores because 5A Region 2 is actually done region play. They were done the week prior because this is only a 16-region only five region games. So they were in non-region this past week and going to do the same this week. Rehoboth defeated Shelby County 40-14 to 14 to get to 5-4, and four, which Rehoboth is not going to the playoffs because they were 2-3 and three in region play. Valley defeated Carroll, who is going to playoffs. Carroll's 4-5. Dothan needs a Carroll win over St. James. That's one ingredient to help them get to the number two spot if we do have that through a tie after this weekend. Uh, Headland defeated New Broughton 52-20 to go to 7-2 on the year. New Brottson's 2-7. And And Charles Henderson defeated Selma 44-6 to get to 6-3. Quarterback Parker Adams had 199 yards and five touchdowns. And 4A Region 2, now they were still playing region games. Booker T. Washington defeated Dale County 40-26. Montgomery Academy defeated Geneva 55-24. Bullitt County defeated Slocum 37 14 in the big one in the region. One of the biggest games in our area here in the Wiregrass in our listening audience. Ka- Catholic Montgomery defeated Andalusia 27 14. Both teams entered that game at 9 and 0, undefeated in region play, but uh, Catholic Montgomery was able to win. They won the region, so Andalusia drops to two. Booker Washington is sitting there at 5 and 2, and Montgomery. Academy is sitting at four or three, so that's kind of your one through for there. Dale County, Geneva, Bullet County, and Slocum did not qualify for the playoffs. And this week, uh, not a lot of games in this region. All of them will be on Thursday night, involving these teams in the region. Region play is over with. You will have zero and nine Geneva County at one and eight Slocum, Booker T Washington six and three will be at seven and two Pike Road. There, so like I said, there's are some teams, a lot of teams that just won't be playing uh, this week. A lot of teams did use. The last week as their off week 3A Region 2. The biggest one here was Houston Academy and Providence trying to dictate who was going to be the two team out of this region. Uh, and that was HA. They beat Providence 56 to 14. Providence stopped HA on their first two possessions, but then they scored on eight of 10 possessions, like I said, to win 56 to 14. Quarterback Caden Mitchell had 100 yards rushing with three touchdowns and he had 137 yards through the air on seven of eight passing with two touchdowns. Ashford defeated Northside Methodist 40 to 20 to go to four and five. Northside is two and seven on the year. Like we just mentioned, Hayland defeated Bronson non-region game with those teams. Strawn defeated Ott 48 to zero to clinch their first region title since 2009. And Pike County defeated Delville uh, in their matchup as well. So you look at those standings, they are strong. They have one the to region, seven and 8 and one overall, which they still have uh some stuff going on there. Uh, with this region, uh HA, they are sitting there at six and one. Uh then you have Providence at five and two. So that's your one through three. Now the four team in three A region two, this is one of these regions was nine teams. So they still have region plays, region play this weekend. Uh Pike County and OP. We Still, do not know who was going to be the four team there. New Broughton, Ashford, Delville, and Northside Memphis have all been eliminated on Thursday night. Providence will be at Strawn, like I said, they're pretty much all settled. Providence at three, Strawn at number one. But Pike County will be at Houston Academy. If Pike County wins the game, if they're able to upset Houston Academy, they clinch the four spot at five and three. But Ashford will be playing at ops, and Ashford's looking for. A 500 season, Op is looking to get into playoffs, so Ashford can play Spoiler, So even if Pike County was to lose this game against HA, but if Nor- Ashford was able to beat Op, then that would put uh Pike County into the playoff, and Op would be eliminated. But then, look, you have a tie there, and Op needs a victory here. So still a lot to determine there for that final playoff spot in 3 Region 2, and then another matchup. There will be a, a matchup between Northside Methodist and New Broughton. Both teams are 2-7. and In 2A Region 2, Cottonwood, still saying undefeated. They won the region last week. They defeated Geneva County 38-0. Geneva County is still yet to have a win on the year. For Cottonwood, Braylon Morris had 101 yards and four touchdowns, and King Campbell had 150 yards and one touchdown. G.W. Long defeated Whitsburg 31 to 26 to clinch second place in 2A Region Two with a six and one region record. Uh, that would put Whitsburg actually down to number four because Ayrton defeated Sampson 37 to seven. Ayrton is six and four overall, but they're five and two in region play, so they will get the three spot. And Zion Chapel defeated Abbeville 56 to 28. For Zion Chapel, that ends their season, but they end the season at five and five. So. Three and four didn't quite make the playoffs, but a good season, a 500 season there for Zion Chapel and Abbeville drops to one and nine on the year. For this Thursday, region play is over for 2A Region 2, but teams are playing on Thursday night. Headland will be at Cottonwood. On Friday, you'll have Dadeville at Wicksburg. Samson will be at Red Level. GW Long will be at Rehoboth. And of course, you have the matchup Geneva County at Slocum. That's a non region game. That's on Thursday night. 2A Region 3, we don't really have two teams in this region we keep up with. That is Barbara County and Goshen. Uh, Goshen is going to be in the third spot in 2A Region 3. Uh, they did defeat Horseshoe Bend 62-38. to 38. They had over 500 yards of total offense. Jamari McClure had 240 yards and three touchdowns. And then Barbara County lost to Lynette 62-14. to 14. Uh, Goshen, their regular season is now done. They're waiting on the playoffs. Like I said, they are in the three spot. Uh, but Petula Charter Academy at three and four will be at Barber County, who was one and eight this Friday. So we'll keep up with that one and let you know what happens in Barber County's season finale. And then finally, in one A Region Two, Elba took care of business against Pleasant Home, sixty-four to fourteen, to clinch one A Region Two. Albert Henderson had one hundred seventy yards and four touchdowns in the game. Houston County defeated McKenzie forty-eight to thirty-two. Thoraala defeated Kenson fifty-three to three. And Brantley defeated red level 54-13. to 13. So looking at region, Elba clinches to region. Georgiana is sitting on top with a 6-1 and one record, 7-2 overall for Ally. And Brantley are tied at 5-2. and two. And they play each other this week. Now, there's a non-region matchup in 1A region 2. This is like 7A region 2 and 3A region 2, nine teams. So they are still playing region games this weekend except for red level. Their region season is over. They finished it all out at two and six, but they will play Samson in a non region game. But for at 72 will be at Brantley, who's five and four, but they're both five and two in region play. So the winner here will get the three spot, the loser will drop down to the four. Four and five Houston Academy will be at two and seven Kenson. So Houston, Houston County, if I said Houston Academy just then, I apologize. But Houston County, four and five, will be looking to get the five and five, have a 500 season. They're not going to make the postseason. Would be, hey, that'd be a big win. Go four and four in region play, five and five, be a big improvement from what the last couple of years have been. One and eight plays at home will be at seven to Georgiana, and five and four McKenzie, just outside, not making the playoffs, will be at nine and zero Elba. And then some other scores, uh, two scores that we also of note here in the Wiregrass. Lakeside defeated Abbeville Christian forty-seven to zero. Abbeville Christian ends the season at one and nine. And Baker out of Florida defeated Pike Liberal Arts 32 to 24. Pike Liberal Arts are two and six on this year. Uh, Pike Liberal Arts got down 24 to zero this when they fought back, but they weren't able to complete the comeback. And uh, that's your look. That's your look at week nine of high school football in the Wiregrass. As I said, we have a few things for Seven A Region Two. We know who's in. We'll see what can happen. Maybe some upsets can happen this week to get Dothan into the two spot. but It really looks like they're locked down with the four, and they will play Mary Montgomery, the way it's looking in the first round. But we'll see how everything is looking next week when we come back next Monday. Uh recap, all of it. I'll be back uh, this week. I've got some pretty cool guest coming up this week for the college football stuff. I'll be joined by A.J. Spur from Roll Tie Wire. He's coming back on the show. Uh, we will have him on the preview, the big matchup between Alabama and LSU for this Saturday night, we really look forward to that one. Tony Saracusa, managing editor for Last World College Football. He covers Wake Forest also, but uh, he was there. He saw the Florida State Seminoles in person, so we're going to talk to him about that. We had the big matchup Thursday night between Troy and South Alabama at the Vet in Troy. I'll be joined by David Schultz. He is the host of Locked on Sunbelt. He will preview that. We'll probably talk about some other Sunbelt stuff as well. And, of course, late in the week, we'll have Matt Lowe on the show and says, Dothan is playing on Thursday night. I'm thinking, uh, we will put the post game show as its own individual episode on Friday morning. So we may pop that in there for you on Friday morning. Just have to wait and see on that. Of course you have the jet Kennedy coach show, which will be on Wednesday night on 96.9, the legend, but the podcast will go up as soon as it goes off the air. So if you miss, miss that if you can't get to it then it'll be here on the podcast feed as well and i'm gonna get out of here guys uh great talking to you hope everybody has a great monday i'll be back on tuesday to get into the college football stuff i will give my thoughts on auburn's win over mississippi state more on the fourth state stuff more on the troy victory over texas state so We'll have plenty to talk about on Tuesday's show, and then we'll kind of get you geared up, getting you ready for Alabama and LSU, and getting you ready for Troy and South Alabama this second week. And of course, Auburn plays Vanderbilt, Florida State plays Pitt. So we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about this week. So it's going to be a lot to note here on the show. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcasts available over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you only leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com and check out my written work over at Last Word on college football. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for tuning in to today's Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for more of the sports you love in the Wiregrass. Check out the podcast at WiregrassDailyNews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue the conversation and connect with Philip on social media at PJordanSEC.